The following is a pre recorded program. 906, Radio 680 WCPF, and FM 98.5. Tom Kearney here with a little bit of live and then real time radio for the next hour, the Tom Kearney Show. Uh, coming up uh, in just a second will be our guest for tonight, one of our longest running guests in a sense. Uh, we're in the second generation of this particular guest, uh, Austin Maddox. Uh, Maddox Coins and Stamps will be our guest, and uh, we invite you to, to stay tuned for that. Uh, Austin, are you there? I'm here. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, we're going to talk about Coins and Stamps tonight, and it's been a while since you've been on because I was out for three months, and I've been back for a month, so it's been at least four months since you've been here. Yeah. There may have been a lot of, uh, of uh, news. And uh, one of the things, of, of course, is I guess this. Maybe I shouldn't say this, but but uh, you 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 have uh, taken over mm-hmm. the running of the business now. Your dad's still involved, but not as much as he used to be. Is that sure. okay to say that? That's well. You're yeah. That's right. He's he's uh, he's more retired than not at this point. We'll call it that. Okay. Well, you you have the right to say that, but uh, but uh, <laughs> he, he he will appear occasionally. And the reason I wanted to bring him in is that he. Uh, Began being a guest on the the uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, ancestor, the radio ancestor of this show, the Bar Ritter show, back as long yeah. ago as 1975, and you're you're carrying on the the, the tradition. And so, what That's we're right. going to do tonight is talk about coins and stamps, and uh, uh, we will not yeah. be taking any calls. We're trying to solve a, an engineering problem so that we can uh, so we will be able to do that. But that doesn't mean that we can't pass on some good information and let folks know about Maddox Coins and Stamps, which, uh, Austin, how long has it been? About a mm-hmm. year since you moved from where you used to be to where you are now? Uh, yes. It, you know, it probably has been a year. It doesn't seem like it. Yes. Our new our new address is the 801 Overland Road address. You've and always been not far from Cannon Village at all. You've always been on Overland Road, but because they... Exactly tore down the building that you were in before down near the post office here near Cameron mm-hmm. Village. You've moved about, I'm guessing it's about three blocks, because I've traveled on Overland Road all the time. Yeah. <laughs> to well, eight, we were above the post office. It's 801. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's right across from the, the church where the, the post yeah. office is. We, uh, yeah, we're right across from it now instead of above it. Okay, and... Uh, uh, but that doesn't mean, well, your connection with the post office is that you uh, deal with people who uh, collect the stamps that they have used uh, in the United That's States right. and various other places. You know, it's funny, one of the things that inspire you to say, uh, you know, in my position, uh, well, it's time to have Austin Maddox on it. And, and, yeah. and I do have, like your dad used to say, he had a ticker on He had a place set in his yep. calendar it indicated it was mm-hmm. time to think about being on with Tom again, and I, I had right. that, that out there too. But what really pushed me over the edge is uh, I was looking at a, a a movie in the middle of the night. I, I don't sleep well sometimes, and it was about uh, an American uh, like the Wright brothers. In fact, he was mm-hmm. the chief competitor for the Wright brothers. Uh, his name mm-hmm. was Glenn. Oh, what was his last name? Glenn Wright, I believe. And mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he's the man who built the Jenny. The, yeah. the, the airplane, which was, I think, was the, the most uh, popular airplane of its time. And mm-hmm. uh, and one of the stamps that I can always remember, this is kind of convoluted, of course, <laughs> is, the, is the, uh, uh, the inverted Jenny. It's one of the most That's right. 
valuable stamps in America. And so I was going to, just by way of uh, uh, sort of warming up our explanations and using some time, have you talked for just a second about what the inverted Jenny is, the stamp? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, so, I mean, you're right. It, it's probably, you know, if, if somebody knows about, if somebody's heard of uh, expensive stamp, it, it's almost certainly going to be the inverted Jenny. So when they printed stamps, they essentially, they kind of, what they would do is essentially send it through the machine twice. One time got it, its red color, which was the border of this stamp. One, the next round got the blue color, which is still on round two with the blue color. The plate got inverted. So one entire sheet got printed with the entire center of the stamp upside down. So being that it's an airplane, the airplane is flying upside down. And one of the things that makes stamps valuable is mistakes. Oh, that's right. And, and the more dramatic, was, the better. Well, you said there was probably a sheet that was upside down. How many would a sheet be? Would it be 12 or 24 or, or what? 100 stamps. And actually, 100 stamps. So there were 100 stamps mm-hmm. out there for somebody to uh, to gobble up and, and do if they were a collector and have pride yeah. ownership and maybe make well, a little original, money and sell them on the side. So. The original person who found the this he got the entire this whole sheet from the post office. Ah. He he was at the counter, got him a sheet of stamps, and noticed, hey, these you know this is this is a mistake. Look at this. And he as soon as he got it, he knew, wow, this is something cool, and took it home. And 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 the story goes from there. So he actually, the original owner had all 100 that are known to known to exist. So, and then over time, they got split up into, you know, sets of four or individuals and whatnot and sold. Over the years, we still don't know where all 100 are. We're, of course, not even sure all 100 still exist. But right. we know where about 92 or 93 are. Yeah. Well, that's a, when I think of a valuable stamp, uh, and my knowledge is nowhere near yours, of course, because it's, it's not my thing, but I, I, you know, do sort of care. I always think yeah. of the inverted Jenny. It was a, one of the oh, planes yeah. that was used for flying early mail, I think. Mm-hmm. It was. It was an airmail stamp. Airmail stamp. That, that's mm-hmm. the, and I think it's kind of a purplish color, I think. You said with a red border. Uh, but yeah, anyway, 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 here I am watching mm-hmm. this in the middle of the night, and it's about airplanes. But what I'm thinking mm-hmm. about is is that, that airplane they're talking about is the one that's on the most valuable stamp. And so, so uh, yeah. uh, I'm... I'm uh, I guess I've been listening to uh, the Maddox boys talking about stamps on the radio long enough. That's right. Uh, you, you know, a few years the, ago, one of the I, things I, don't I want to do, we've established your address uh-huh. on Oberon Road, is to yeah. uh, give out your telephone number, if that's all right. Please. Sure. Which is 919-832-2291. And sometimes during the night, uh, we may have new listeners, people who have not tuned in for a long time or some or whatever, and we we can tell them, you know that about the fact that they can if they call you and you you discuss mm-hmm. they say they have some stamps and they want to know if they're sure. worth uh, doing what the process would be but that will be maybe we'll do that during the second half hour tonight. Sure. Now do you? Yeah. I think we ought to try to talk both about stamps and coin tonight since we have a choice and we're not being driven by the <laughs> telephone calls. And which one do you want to start with, stamps or, or coins? Well. Let's so let's talk some coins and well and uh you know we can we can talk about uh, a lot of things with 
with uh, all this going on in the world right now and how it's affected the industry. So uh, I guess we could start with how one of the questions I've gotten a lot recently, uh, just in general, is people asking about gold and silver. It tends to be something people want to know more about when there's more, more uh, turmoil in the world. Yeah. So certainly with the beginning of the uh, coronavirus, that, that obviously you know presented turmoil. Um, so I've been asked more than more than ever about those, and so it, it, it's it's quite interesting actually that both gold and silver went down at the beginning of the coronavirus, which which is the opposite of what one would expect, and and sharply they went quite sharply down. So that was uh, that was an odd uh, odd happen, happening, and then subsequently the the demand has has gone way up and brought the prices back up plus the additional premium one might have to pay to to get it. So now we're back at a high spot. Right. Well, I can That's remember a, hearing um, a, um, a financial commentator. I think it may have been one of the people. I won't say because I'm really not sure exactly who it was. <laughs> but they were on WPTF, and, and so I, mm-hmm. I think they were probably people who could be who could be counted on, and that's one of the. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things that they were saying is that in buying of precious metals as an investment property, it would be well to consult with your with your financial planner, the person who keeps an eye on mm-hmm. your portfolio. That's that's all. Uh, I absolutely. And uh, I have much agreed. Yes. Yeah. Well, a lot of times when when things become unnerving, you know, and mm-hmm. it's thought to be a problem, or something's going to collapse, and so on. People want to go to hard metals. And I can remember right. we had a, a, radio, a radio guy, a radio commentator on one time, and he said, well, if the markets collapse, what you're going to really need is a gun and a refrigerator. That's right. <laughs> and he said That's that right. on the air, so I, don't, I feel like, okay, quoting him on, and that is, to, <laughs> uh, is, is the refrigerator is to preserve your food and the gun is to keep people from getting it, I guess. That's but, right. Uh, That's right. Uh, one, one, yeah, but you're one right. should be careful, though, and, and that, that I think is the best advice in buying absolutely gold and silver and indeed a lot of things that are bought as investments to to make sure that that, it, that, that in fact they're getting what they want and if they are it's a free country and, and that's one right. can go on and do, and, and do that well that's uh, right uh, you, you and I, when we talked, I think yesterday, the day before, we, we allowed us how there were probably a lot of news, and you probably have been to some uh, conferences or, or, or uh, what am I trying mm-hmm. to say, conventions and stuff yeah. uh, in, in the last few months. And there may you have know, been I have big, actually, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but there may have been some big sales or something, or you may have just want to give your observations. Yeah. In any event, what I think we need to right. do now is to take a quick break, let us catch our breath, and then come back and talk some more. We'll talk about okay. coins first and see whatever news that uh, you've got or if you, you've had any interesting trivia questions or any interesting questions sure. that people may have. We'll find All out right. on people's minds. His name is Austin Maddox. He is uh, the proprietor of uh, Maddox Stamps and Coins, 801, I think, Oberlin Road in Raleigh. And he's a longtime guest of ours, along with uh, his dad, Doug Maddox, uh, who started the, the company back game many years ago. And we'll be mm-hmm. back to talk more about stamps and coins, or coins and stamps. Let's do it that way, right after this. Time. Uh, that is to say, you're listening to a couple of live people. Tom Kearney here for the Tom Kearney Show. We're here every night, Monday through Friday, 
at 9 until 10. Tomorrow night will be a trivia night, as Friday night usually are. Tonight we're talking with one of our oldest, and by that I mean longest running, because actually he's <laughs> rather young, uh, uh, Austin Maddox of Maddox Stamps and Coins tonight. Uh, they've been with us since uh, 1975 or so. Uh, in fact, yeah. long before I was even on the program. And uh, uh, Austin, uh, have there been yes, any sir. big uh, news items, big sales or anything, and discoveries uh, as there might be in the in the coin world in the last couple of months? There haven't been any major sales of any specific coins. One, uh, I did see an article posted uh, by another dealer of uh, another uh, treasure kind of situation of um, there's not a lot of information that I've seen about it yet, but another, uh, you know, another treasure off the coast, uh, off the Atlantic coast has been found. um, You know, we'll, we'll see what comes out of it. It's, It's always fun to find when they find these old pirate treasures that are from generally speaking from ships that were going from the new world back to Spain and, and, and Europe. So you never know what we're going to find. We need to have a, actually, we ought to have a small history lesson on that one night because the, what the Spanish found in in the New World to begin with, and they were the first to really open up, up a lot of territory. Forgive me, mm-hmm. I'm turning into a school teacher now, Austin. Uh, was was a lot of gold, and uh, it t- they tended to go through the Caribbean, and a lot of those ships were were attacked by pirate ships, and the British were kind of interested in, in stopping a lot of them, too, So and, and, other, and other countries. So uh, oh, yeah. there are uh, perhaps uh, many more ships that went down with, with the gold on them, and the gold is there to be discovered, and people are over That's the years right. gradually discovering where the gold is. A lot of it is along the coast between Florida and North Carolina. And, You're uh, absolutely right. Well, the Bermuda Triangle, the famous Bermuda Triangle. Right, right, exactly, and uh, I guess uh, if there was going to be a season, the season for doing that's about over because we were right on the edge of, of hurricane season. But uh, that's right. There, there's still people out there looking for those coins, and still, it turns out well, the reason there are still mm-hmm. people out there is they keep finding them, and that's the, the yeah. The, the, They're getting harder and harder to find now. Oh yeah, well, the supply, it's a supply and demand thing, I'm sure. That's but, right. Uh, well, the easy ones have been found, I think, at this point, and now it's just the just more and more difficult ones, deeper and further away. Any news on, in terms of American coins? You know, there are issues, uh, mm-hmm. there have been historic issues that have to do with things from the admission of the states to national That's parks right. to other things. Any news along those lines? <laughs> That's right. So, so now that we've kind of gone through a lot of those, the I was just looking at the list, the newest commemorative to come out. Now, I think it came out just early June was the Basketball Hall of Fame commemorative. Uh, so I, I think we, we may have shown you one before, but one of the new trends with these commemoratives is they make the coins concave, or, well, concave or convex, I guess, depends on which side you're looking at. So it, it's, you know, one side is the picture of a basketball, and it, it's rounded. And I guess so kind of to make it more realistic, is that why you think they're doing this? You know, um, the mint products are something that they put out as a way to make money. It's, it's The mint puts it out as a profit thing. So, yeah, what, whatever they think people are going to like, essentially. Right, now, the Basketball Hall of Fame, I just was just trying to think. I get a little confused, but I think the Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame is in Springfield, Massachusetts, I believe. 
Yeah, I, I think this one is for the. I think this is for the professional. Yeah, uh, there is a. I don't know where the professionals, but there is a Hall of Fame in Canada yeah. too. I think, and and that, that may be another mm-hmm. one. We'll, we'll have to uh, do a little research, uh, maybe at the halftime but here, and find out. Uh, and I know they've put out the Baseball Hall of Fame coin already. That that's been. That may have been four or so years ago, and, and that was, I think, the first of the coins that they put out that was concave. Right. So we've done baseball and basketball so far. I don't think the football one has come along yet, or any other sport, for that matter. Well, uh, and, uh, it's, it's kind of hard to think about that. We've been deprived of sports long enough now that we're beginning right. to, to maybe forget exactly when the seasons are and so on, but uh, that's right. there will be obviously well, a point. That's right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, you know, with uh, the deprivation of sports and other bits of entertainment, the collectible, collectibles industry has uh, gained some new new collectors and, and some new interests. We've, we've seen uh, prices ticking up a little bit on things just because people are at home. They've got time. So they're looking for something to do. Are you, I don't know if you're aware, but I end up watching a lot of television in the middle of That's the night right. and so on. And I know there's there's one channel that has almost continuous coin uh, sales going oh, yeah. on. Uh, and, but have, have you run across any sports memorabilia? And I got to thinking about this because there was a question on Jeopardy the other night. You know, around the early 1990s, there was a resurgence in the interest in baseball cards. Mm-hmm. It sort of comes yeah, to there was, I, yeah. When I was, a, you, your dad and I, we were about the same age, we were kids, there were a lot of Mickey Mantle cards and mm-hmm. Willie Mays and so on, mm-hmm. and then it sort of went away, and then it, it mm-hmm. came back, and I, I think Topps was involved in it, and there were actually yeah. stores that opened up in kiosks and malls that, uh, that yeah. kind of sold sports cards. That's right. You know, we don't do sports cards, so I, I don't know a lot about the market, but I, I do understand that, you know, earlier material and that is, is doing well also. Right, right, uh, I don't know that I've ever seen any any coin or anything that commemorates Cooperstown, which is where you know the, the National Baseball Hall of Fame is. And of course, yeah, the, there is one. There is one. Okay, yeah. it opened. I think they had the first collection in 1936, and they opened the doors in 1939. Mm-hmm. And it's you know it's been a regular thing since then. And uh, yeah, if you by the way, if you've never been there and you like baseball or you like pretty towns, you should go. It's a yeah. really nice town. Yeah, well, let's see. Has the baseball season even started back yet? I don't. They, I don't keep I, up much. No, it has not because of the the uh, the, uh, the the virus. Uh, anyway, I but I think there was a, a general announcement. I think today that they were going to start playing in late July mm-hmm. and try to get a sixty sixty or sixty two uh, game season in. Uh, there's been uh, a lot of disagreement between the the, the owners and the and the. Uh, players as to uh, whether they would, would would do it or not at all and if they did how many games they would play because it's in the interest of the of the owners not to play as many games. I think they get just about as much money from TV but they don't have to pay out as much money. That's mm-hmm. the impression that I've got. I may be wrong about that but, but I think the thing about them starting in late July and playing 62 games is probably going to be the case. Now that may not you know, if we develop hot spots in different places and so on, and the, the the disease isn't brought under control, that may not happen. And those games may right. be played before empty stands. Austin, we need to stop now. I got to go in there and forgot 
We have news coming up at uh, News Radio 680 oh, okay. WPTF. The following is a pre recorded program. You're listening to us on FM. Be sure to save one of the buttons on your FM side for WPTF FM. Uh, Tom Kearney here talking about coins and stamps or stamps and coins tonight with uh, Austin Maddox, uh, proprietor Hi. of Maddox Coins and Stamps. Uh, Austin? Yes, sir. John and I cooked up something while while you were away, and uh, we had a caller okay. call in with, with a question. And oh, okay. we, we, we decided, uh, John took it down, that he was going to repeat the question to you and, and to see if it was, do the best you can to answer it is what you can do. That's all. Okay, so, sure. That, was, that way we'll be able to offer that service. And so this was a drive-by caller, one that uh, wasn't going to be on the air. John, do you do you have the details from that particular call? Yeah, Tom and Austin. So this gentleman, when he was right. 15 years old, received a coin that was from 1853. It's in his family's basement. He wanted to know if it was worth it to uh, get into that basement and retrieve the coin and see if, see if it was worth it, see if it was what it was worth. Yeah. Well, um, that's a load, certainly a loaded question without knowing what denomination or anything it is. Um, for instance, an 18, uh, 1853 penny in, in let's just say, uh, average condition would only be a $10 coin. It, it would certainly wouldn't be something to be too terribly worried about. If it's an 1853 dollar, you know, in nice condition, it, it could be significantly more. Uh, I just, just by chance, happened to buy a 1853 $20 coin yesterday. Yeah, that was about a, that was about a $2,000 coin. So, you know, it's it's really hard to say without knowing more. Austin, let me uh, make a contribution or try to make one here, and you, you tell me if this is is, is usable for yeah. you. Uh, we might invite this gentleman to give. And this is where we can also talk about uh, if a person has a coin or has a question mm-hmm. about coins, how they can deal with you in your office and call you and what, what services you offer for nothing, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, we could mm-hmm. repeat the number and let this gentleman maybe give, give you a call at the office and then he could say, yeah. well, this is an 1853 uh Gold piece. I don't know if there was such a thing. I'm just making sure. this up. But then sure. you would have the data, and then he would have he would have your number, and you could give him a. If you don't mind, you could give him a straight sure. answer. And absolutely, and yeah. we're always happy to answer person, questions. I'm sorry. We're always yeah. We're always happy to answer questions, and yeah, people are always free to call us at nine one nine eight three two 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 nine one, and we'll we'll be happy to answer questions. Like yeah, well, I've got this. You know, let's just say a dime from 1853. What can you tell me about it? And I'm I'm always more than happy to help. Is that? I, I, I hope that's okay. I hope I haven't spoken out of turn. I, I oh, that's what we do all day, every day. Well, I know that your your dad used to say, and I think you said it. If a person has a collection, and maybe you know, grandpa kept it in a in a uh, tobacco can or something. Yeah, and uh, you 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 were willing to to look through a few of them and say, no, nah, it's not worth it, or yeah, you know, there may be something here before you mm-hmm. before you you turn the clock off, so to speak. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We're you know we we are always happy to spend ten minutes to kind of because usually when people come to us, they they really don't have their head around what they're dealing with, and you know it takes us a few minutes to kind of get a good feel for what 
they've got as well. And sometimes we say, you know, this looks like it's going to just be more fun to keep in the family. Other cases we say, you know, this, this, and this are collectible. This, this, and this are just going to be silver or gold value. And this is how we would continue from here. Right. That sounds like, I've always thought that was very gracious of, of you, you, you and uh, Maddox Coins and Stamps. So, again, the number uh, to get in touch with Austin is uh, 919-832-2291. That's one of the numbers I've always remembered, Austin. So you're always <laughs> in danger if I have a telephone that I'm going to call you up and ask you That's some, right. some question. Okay, well, that that... that uh, helps take care of the question the gentleman had on hand and yeah. also lets folks know the kind of services that, that you do in fact provide and so on. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, I've been and thinking Tom, about I, I, I'm sorry. Go during, ahead. The, during the break I looked I went ahead and looked at the schedule for what else is uh, what else has come out this year and there's a few more of the commemorative quarters. Like you know like we started with the state quarters and then national parks and whatnot. Right. So I've got what the so the next ones that have come out this year are Weir Farm. Looks like National Historical Site. So that's one of our twenty twenty commemorative quarters. And the next one to come out is the Salt River Bay National Historic Park. And that should be uh no uh that'll be coming out in about a week. Hello? Yes. Did we lose you? No, I'm here. Okay, you, it sounded like uh, you dropped off there at the end. I didn't know whether you had finished or whether we had lost you. Well, it sounds like they're taking out <laughs> the things that are not within the formal park system, but you know, historic sites that uh, have right. been designated I, in, in, in other fashions. Know, and, uh, it's along been a very way, popular yeah. series. You know, people enjoy collecting things they can find in their pockets, and right. that's, that's been able to happen with these state quarters and whatnot is, is it's you know, letting you just collect organically. Right. Just, just, I think that's what my mother did. She's no longer with us, but uh, when uh, she didn't, was in the latter part of her life, uh, easy to get out. So I became her collector for her, that is. That's right. I, I went mm-hmm. through my money every day to see if we mm-hmm. had a North Carolina quarter or a Delaware quarter. But I think yeah. I finally got a whole set of the of the 50 states. Yeah. Uh, but I, she didn't go in by the time by this time she was no longer with us and uh, we didn't mm-hmm. go into the others but I, I I didn't collect them myself although I kind of got in the spirit of things by doing by doing it yeah, her along the way um, you know Tom another neat thing that they've done and this is in the past uh, only in the past year I think is West Point mint so it's got the W mint mark has right. started also making one of these quarters. Uh, in, in con, you know, in, in conjunction with the other mints, but West Point only makes a, a very small fraction compared to the other mints. So that's another fun thing you can do. Just getting quarters from your bank is looking for one that has a W mint mark because and, they are far it, more scarce. And you can collect uh, coins or stamps or anything, but particularly coins for almost any reason. And that is, you could want oh, yeah. a set of ones with all the different men marks on them. Mm-hmm. Therefore, exactly. you need a West Point. Exactly. And so that's just something the Mint decided to do last year with uh, a little encouragement from the collecting community is just to just to, to create a new, something fun to look for. Right, and the Mint at West Point, which is where 
we know mostly where the U.S. Military Academy is. It's mm-hmm. a brand new addition to the Mets, I believe. It's, it is the newest one. Yeah, they they mostly produce uh, bullion related things, silver and gold. But they, right. I guess, they did something special for the quarter. Okay. Now, I always like to review things when we, when we touch on something. The other standard American mints are, I think there's one in Philadelphia, and then there's one in Denver. Yep. Philadelphia is the main mint. It's been the main mint since, since the beginning. Uh, there's Denver and San Francisco as well, and New Orleans. New Orleans, uh, okay. Historically, we've had one in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Dahlonega, Georgia as well, and Carson City. Right at Nevada, and the and the last ones you named Carson City and the the Charlotte Delanaga thing mm-hmm. are yep. obvious in that uh, the first gold strike in America was near Charlotte and, and absolutely across the border in northern Georgia is where the Delanaga uh, it's probably the mm-hmm. same vein or something like that, and of course well, Carson City, Denver, and, Denver, and San ahead. Francisco as well. I mean that that's really that's right. really why they there became branch mints all you know way back when too. And there were a lot of uh, 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 coin uh, metal strikes in Colorado too, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, the uh, the Carson City was where I'm trying to think of the name of it, but the the Comstock load was discovered. Uh, yeah. I think it was the richest silver vein they'd ever found, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's the reason that Carson City is the capital of Nevada too. So. That's uh, right. You know, you learn a lot of history mint, here. Actually, there's one mint we haven't. Uh, I forgot to mention. In the Philippines, Manila. So okay. The only time we've had a mint outside the U.S. And it is just, I, I would guess it's not still operative. No. It, I no, think no. it got blown up. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But we, you know, we have, the Philippines were owned by the United States, and I think they mm-hmm. were supposed to get their independence like in 1939, but they didn't, uh, uh, they didn't do that because of the, the mm-hmm. problem with the Japanese in the coming war, and I think they actually mm-hmm. became an independent country in 1946. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, the, the presence of the United States uh, has been become becoming less and less. In fact, I think we hardly have a presence now since Clark Air Force. Yeah, I think not. Right. And so yeah. We need well, to stop for a moment. That's always a question. Pardon yeah. me? That's always a good trivia question. Where, where did we have a mint outside of the U.S.? And well, it would be a good trivia question because I've been listening to this program the whole time. I've been actually participating in it, and I did not know there had ever been a mint outside the United States. So, yeah. uh, if we get so we can take calls again, you'll have to trot that one out and use it as a trivia. That's question. right. That's right. That's a, that would be a really tough one. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold here for a minute, John and I are, because mm-hmm. I have to do a commercial and we need to take a break, and then we'll come back and finish up our program. All right. You'll be thinking about what else we need to talk about tonight. Uh, we're we're talking to Austin uh, Maddox of Maddox Coins and Stamps on the Tom Kearney Show tonight. I'll remind you again that tomorrow night we're going to have trivia. But tonight we also need to talk to you uh, about the King's Auto. And uh, they want you to know that when servicing your car, you need to know your cycle of service. Your cycle of service begins the month that you buy your car. That cycle does not necessarily match with the normal seasonal changes. At King's Auto Service, they will schedule your service intervals based on that cycle. For those using synthetic oil or driving limited miles, you may go months past the normal service based on these miles. That is, the service interval for you may not be exactly the same thing that would be in your owner's manual. 
and uh, you will need to schedule your services two or three times a year at a different than the regular schedule. During your service, King will, Kings will check wipers, belts, tires, and transmission uh, levels. And for those of you who are currently driving a Toyota Prius or some other hybrid vehicle, the certified hybrid technicians at King's will now be able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer would charge to replace it. The replacement usually occurs at around 150,000 miles. Call King's tomorrow to schedule a courtesy battery analysis, King's Auto Service, and King's Correct Lube, and uh, the state inspection station are easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net on the web. King's Auto Service, Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946, and I can tell you that, that that's all true because I have walked the walk with their service. That's where we take most of our cars. We'll be back with Austin in just a couple of minutes. 951, almost 952. It's 680 WPTF. Tom Kearney here. Again, tomorrow night will be trivia night. Tonight we're talking about coins and stamps with one of our longest running guests, uh, Mr. Austin uh, mm-hmm. Maddox. And I forgot, yes, Austin, one thing I've always done when, when Doug was on and since you've been on is spell it M A T T O X, right? That's right. Maddox Coins and Stamps, you've got a website. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's www.maddoxcoinsandstamps.com. Okay. Uh, I had an idea why you were gone, and I don't know, I don't want to get in your way or anything, but I was going to ask you about uh, stamps uh, when we come back, mm-hmm. and, and famous people who were, in fact, stamp collectors, and some unusual people have been. But I've been reading a lot about Franklin Roosevelt lately, and that's one mm-hmm. of the things that he did. That was one of his favorite hobbies. Uh, oh, yeah. For all of his life, yeah. it may have been his favorite hobby was was collecting stamps, and maybe we yeah, could uh, when I make up a list, or you and I could do some research. Uh, I hate to give you homework, uh, since That's you're right. nice enough to be our guest. But uh, uh, famous people who were stamp collectors, or famous people who were I bet there is a list somewhere. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was it was considered the uh, the hobby of gentlemen and and you know kings and princesses and, and whatnot. Right. Uh, Queen Elizabeth herself is a stamp collector, and so was her father. And you said, and uh, Queen Elizabeth is, and who else did you say? Her her father was as well. Her father, George, uh, let's see, six, I think. Mm-hmm. That's who her father was. That's right. Well, yeah, well, that's interesting, because uh, I know I had forgotten that about Franklin Roosevelt, but I I was reading... Uh, some, something about his later years in office when he was uh, mm-hmm. much put upon by the war and bad health and everything and how he mm-hmm. retreated to his study sometimes with his, his tweezers and his a little uh, and his booklets. Well, I don't know what you call them, where you mount the stamps in and keep them. That's right, your album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can still buy stamps that, you know, once when, he, when his collection was sold, of course, it was sold publicly. Uh, so you can still buy stamps on the market that were from his collection. So that's something kind of neat that I'm sure people enjoy having in their collection. Ah, uh, yes, yes. And well, there, as I said about coins earlier, there are lots of reasons uh, uh, that people collect. Uh, you know, they don't have to necessarily be the oldest or the ones who are, that are perfect or with a flaw in them. I remember reading a story about a man who one time wanted to, to collect every kind of dime, you know, every mint mark, every... Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. Absolutely. 
every whatever the picture on them was and those kinds of things or or one of mm-hmm. each denomination the dimes nickels pennies sure so i have to i thought about it when you said it earlier I, you know i went on a rampage around here uh that there is no such thing in the american uh coin uh collection as a penny that's right you that better back me up on this austin <laughs> That's right. Uh, we have a one cent piece, but a penny is a British coin. But but we right. we've always called them pennies, and so pennies they are. There they are. Exactly. That's right. Well, just a common colloquialism, I guess. Oh, well, it's, it's when you want to be a smart aleck and show off a little bit. We've got about a minute right. left. Is there anything that else that you'd like to put on the board tonight? Uh you know, well, uh, we can. Uh, how much time do we have? We have about a minute, a minute and a half left. Okay, well, I, I guess the only other uh, you know, local thing that's been going on, of course, is the Black Lives Matter movement. And uh, if you recall, they were going to put Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill to replace Andrew Jackson, uh, which, you know, like many of our historical figures, uh, had he had some goods and some bads about him. And one of his bads about him in particular, of course, is he was a slave owner. And so um, he, he's certainly been a a figure who's come up more recently, and I think that that bill was scrapped to uh, to put to change the twenty. But we'll see if that uh, we'll see if that comes back around. Right, the political uh, uh, situation is such that it, that indeed it might. Well, Austin, I, I want to thank you for uh, for being on with us tonight and having a Absolutely. good program and doing it a slightly different way. And I I know particularly I don't want to embarrass you, but I know you got a three year old child at home and you've got a new home. So congratulations! I do, yes, and uh, yeah, we're, we're we're glad to congratulate you on that. Give our regards to, to your dad and everything. I uh, will. Uh, Thanks, we'll Mom. talk to you in about a month. Okay. Thanks, Austin Maddox, our guest tonight. Tomorrow night is going to be trivia. I hope my brother Stephen will be with us. You can join us then.